It's episode 128 of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi, and I'm sitting in a Zoom meeting with the author of the What If Diet Plan. She also just started a podcast, and she has a blog all by the same name. I'm talking about Alexis Cano. Welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I'm sure you've seen that already. (laughs) about it earlier but yeah are you kidding yes I mean uh being a published author what an amazing feat like I feel like so many people have aspirations to write a book Mm -hmm. you know and but then actually writing it and then getting it published that is huge congratulations on that it's nothing like what I thought it would be let me just say that Well, I want to hear all about it, but first things first, and I haven't done this in months, and thank you, Alexis, for making the suggestion. I haven't, because everything's been over Zoom, and I didn't want to be like, hey, buy your own tequila bottle or whatever, because I feel like that's rude. So I owe a lot of people shots, but Alexis suggested we take a shot, and I got a bottle of tequila, so we are taking a shot. I'm more of a whiskey girl. Oh, right on. Cheers. Oh, my God. I love that. Sophia. Cheers. Yes. Love it. Me too. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Yeah. So, okay. The what if diet plan, the very little that I know about it, because I haven't read it yet, is that not only are you talking about intermittent fasting, but you all, Mm -hmm. and so like how it affects weight loss and like body chemistry, but you also talk about, you know, mental health and mindset associated with undergoing weight loss. And so you also have a bachelor's of science in psychology, which congratulations, that's huge. So would you say that you've always been fascinated with like human nature and like why we tend to lean towards certain actions and behaviors? Tell me more about that. So, yeah, I think ever since, um, ever since I was little, I didn't really know it was, necessarily psychology but I just once I started learning more and more about it and I I have to say I I I went through I had a a, a somewhat of a rough childhood let's put it that way and so I had a counselor who helped me so much um when we were going through some heavy stuff with our family and so that was I think that's kind of what sparked it she you know I I just I I've always had this I want to help people kind of thing and I would love to help people the way she helped me just make kind of make myself feel better about myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, People feel better about themselves. And um, so as far as the psychology goes, I think in high school, when we started looking into different colleges, I always wanted to be a vet, a veterinarian. That was like my dream. I love animals. I love working with animals. Wow. But then I basically in college, I took, I was an animal science major, took a, took a psychology, like 101, like class, you know what I mean? And I was just like, what you can get a degree in this like it just it just blew my mind and biopsychology is like just how the brain and the body work together and I just always kind of felt like like what if what if <laughs> there we go even back then what if <laughs> I love it nice <laughs> like, plug it, I always wanted to know like is there like a button in the brain where you can just like it would be so cool and and there have been incidences of that Phineas Gage and uh, he's very, he's very famous in psychology, the history of psychology, because he, um, had a railroad spike actually go through his head Yes, and he survived. And then after that, he was never the same. He was, he went from being like this kind, loving, you know, uh, gregarious person to cursing people out and having this horrible temper. So that just kind of always fascinated me. Like, what is it in the, in the psychology, in the mind that, you know, and, and, and then, of course, learning about nutrition, and I mean, we'll probably go into that more in the history, but kind of learning that nutrition and hormones and everything, it just, it all works together. Yes. So, yeah. Always been fascinated by that. Always uh, wanted to learn more. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, but you took it and ran with it. I mean, because, so something that, okay, I, I, as a woman, right? Of course, you're bombarded from like day one about about weight and looks and and everything like that. And for the longest time, it was always physical, physical change. You're you're always looking to change physically. And um, I feel like it was relatively recently, maybe within the past like decade and a half, 
that I started to hear more about, wait a minute, like what about the mental capacity yes. of the person undergoing the change, you know, whatever it may be. And so mm -hmm. to see you approaching it from that perspective, I have a huge amount of respect for, because it's so easy to find someone on the internet, on Instagram, on TikTok, oh, yeah. strictly yeah. about, you need to change physically. Here's how you do it. You know, whatever, without considering where the person currently is mentally, emotionally, and what yeah. they need to do to get where they want to get truly. And so what I love about your blog is that you really get into the nitty gritty about what it was like for you at different stages throughout your journey. And so I want to know what started you on the path to start to uh, look for like a lifestyle that worked for you. Okay. Uh, gosh. So if you, if you read the book, my, my, my fasting journey, I guess, intermittent fasting and weight loss journeys, even psychology, all that, it kind of actually kind of started in high school. Mm -hmm. I was uh, 230 some pounds. I was a size 20, achy joints, pre-diabetic, fatty liver, which back then in the 90s was not, you know, at all common for, for, for a teenager. Mm -hmm. um, and I kind of, I kind of ran into intermittent fasting by accident. But even so, you know, basically one day I, I missed breakfast, which I was like, oh, no, I'm going to be I'm going to feel horrible throughout the day. I'm not going to have any energy. And breakfast is the most important meal of the day, even though I was so heavy, like for some reason, breakfast that you just you have that ingrained in your head. Breakfast yes, it's so, so yeah. true. Everybody knows that saying. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And it doesn't matter that I was eating, you know, a bacon and egg and cheese tacos. It's still breakfast. Yes. <laughs> so um, I, I just basically kind of like, oh man, I, I, I miss breakfast and I actually feel okay. And then eventually I kind of was like, wow, I'm not really hungry. Like, it's kind of like, I, I just basically started questioning, like, why am I eating if I'm not really hungry? Mm -hmm. And eventually the weight loss also followed. So I guess back then, um, and, but I guess kind of going to the mental thing, I was very secretive of it because even though I didn't feel like I was starving myself, I didn't feel like I you know, like I had an eating disorder or anything like that. I felt good. But at the same time, the, there was shame with what I was doing because back then there was no such thing as intermittent fasting. It right. was just, oh, you're, you're not eating, you're starving yourself. This is bad. You know, that kind of yep. thing. So I was very secretive, but at the same time I was, I was losing weight. I was getting compliments, all that. And so I think back then I thought, I knew, I know back then I thought, oh, losing weight equals feeling good. Yes. And in reality, no, there was so much more to it. But thank I think, you for saying that. Yeah, that's huge. I, I think that it is huge. And I think that we as women as a society, you know, we think that once we get what we want, once we look better, once we get reach our goal, once we get to a certain size, anything and even men too. once I look better, once I, you know, get my teeth fixed, whatever it is. I will feel better about myself. Mm -hmm. and no, that's not it at all. You have to start with feeling better first, or at least start with changing that mindset. And then everything else will fall into place. Um, yes, actually, girl. Even, this makes me so happy. Yeah. And I even mentioned the teeth because my teeth are crooked. I have snaggle teeth. And I mean, I used to hate it. I used to want to do all, and it's just like, what you are beautiful I with, I mean, I love how you, yeah, I love how you look. Are you kidding me? Nowadays? It's like, whenever, well, you, whenever you have a defining feature, right. Instead right. of looking like nothing against straight teeth. Right. I mean, I had braces, no, yeah. Oh, but, yeah. but uh, they're beautiful, but so are teeth that look a little different. Like I'm here yeah. for that. It makes us who we are and it's, it adds character. It's just so incredible. But so, um, yeah, I totally forgot the question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, did I forget the question too? Uh, Actually, you, oh, you how about you and how you stumbled upon intermittent fasting? So that started in high school. And yeah. then I, I, I go through all my diet history. I tried every single diet to keep the weight off. And, um, and I, and I was pretty successful at it, but I was exercising like for hours a day and, um, it, it just, it, it's like, I was successful at keeping the weight off, but I, I, I was just, I was tired yes. <laughs> was and like, not, and not happy, crazy. like not enjoying not yourself. Happy. Yeah. I remember being 130 pounds and not being happy with the way I looked, it, you know, it's like, yeah, I had lost the weight, but here I have loose skin. I have, uh, I, I call them tiger stripes, uh, which they kind of are, they're, yes. you know, our warrior, but, uh, what do they call them? Stretch marks. Stretch marks. I have stretch marks. I have cellulite. I have this, it's like, this wasn't supposed to happen. I'm still not any happier. And I'm, you know, eating lettuce all day. And, you know, it just, 
So, oh my God, I you are speaking to my heart because I think yeah. you and I are like the same generation. And yeah, I feel like a lot of us kind of went down this route yes. in order to fit in to what, you know, uh, mm-hmm. was considered the ideal. And yeah. uh, it and sucked. You get, even if you got there, it's like, yeah, it did. It did suck. And, and it's just like, you're never, it's never good enough. I think that's the thing. It's yes. never good enough. And Oh man, that that is just yeah. I'm glad I'm not there anymore. And absolutely, and, and for anyone who who is there, you know, that's where I encourage you to try looking outside of yourself and and uh, don't focus on the weight, don't focus on the goal, focus on how you're feeling, focus on you know. We can go into that later. But but um, so finally in 2017, I kind of had this huge mind shift. I was 200 pounds. Uh, my youngest son was already two or three years old. I was exercising pretty regularly, and I got into I got really into meditation and meditation um really helped me kind of discover that that self-love that you always hear people talking about self-love mm-hmm. self-compassion which is, it just sounded so woo-woo to me but man i mean it, it's 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 so necessary for for everything i think yeah, really so i i finally decided you know what i'm done i'm done losing weight and 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 the thing is you know when i thought about it why do i even want to lose weight well like what's the point i have a successful career i have a great family which is that was like always my biggest goal in life is to have a happy healthy family and i have it i have three boys um who yeah that's incredible great. in and of itself i have one right? boy and whoa exactly. and you have three yeah. <laughs> I have an amazing husband. I have an amazing home, great friends. It's just like, I have all this, who cares? Like, who cares what size I am? Who cares? So I finally just, I I forgot about it. I don't need to lose weight to be happy. And I was, you know, really, my career was, I was really getting more involved in that and um, just leading a really happy, good life. But there's always that one little, you know, tiny bit in the back of your mind that's Mm -hmm. like, "Eh, you know, it's if I could tweak this or that, that kind of thing. Yeah. So finally, 2018, I uh, discovered intermittent fasting through a really obscure um, documentary on Amazon. And uh, it this time, though, it wasn't intermittent fasting. I guess it was fasting in general. It was and I think it's called the science of fasting. It was on Amazon Prime. And it really went into the science. Like it says, the science of fasting and how fasting is being used to, um, you know, to help cure disease or, or, or re, uh, you know, uh, the thing is it, 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 it had more to, it seemed to have more to do with, um, people who are really suffering from ailments, yes. not necessarily weight loss. Yes. So that's when I was, you know, I kind of was interested, but I'm like, nope, you're not going to go there. You're not going to do that. You're going to starve yourself. You, you've done that before and it's not good for you and no. And it, the, but it's like, the more I kind of went away from it, the more I was kind of like, it, I also remembered how back in high school and back in, even in my twenties, I kind of went through a stint where I just, I didn't eat breakfast and mm-hmm. I wouldn't eat lunch and I felt great. I felt good. So finally, that's when that little voice, you know, it's like, well, what if, what if fasting is not bad for you? What if you didn't ruin your body? Cause I always just felt like I messed my body up and that's why I'm overweight. Yes. I, I'm paying, I, I call it a, uh, paying you know my sins for my like it's like I you know I don't know just not paying my sins uh paying my penance I guess for yeah. my dietary sins back in the fast back in the past that's kind of how I felt and it's like no what if that's not the truth what if intermittent fasting can help you what if intermittent fasting can be a part of your your current life like you don't have to necessarily do it for 16 hours 20 hours a day like you used to but you know what if you can skip breakfast and be okay. Mm-hmm. And that was huge for me because I've never been a big breakfast person. I love breakfast food, but not I in the morning. Eating. Yeah. just not in the morning. I, I feel nauseous. And yet for years I went against that because I was trying to be healthier. So anyway, that's pretty much how it started is asking myself, what if, and that's when it came to me, I was like, you know what, this is going to be my, what if diet plan? And if it works, oh my gosh. And, and it just, but again, I think that self love was so important because it was not about the weight. It was not about, you know, being a size six or anything like that. It was about my health. And I made myself basically three promises that I would not do anything that put my family second. I would not do anything that, that required me to exercise for hours a day. And I would not do anything that was not cost effective because that's always very important to me, especially with the family. You know, yes. you have to, I don't have money to be spending on, on, on supplements yes. or anything like that. Oh my goodness. Gym memberships, exercise equipment. Oh gosh, I've spent so much money on exercise equipment over the 
past years. So anyway, that's, that is pretty much how it started. And um, from there, I started a blog. I started, uh, and then from the blog, I guess, came my book. <laughs> yes. And so I want to get into that. But first, I sure. wanted to talk about something that I find very interesting. So when you first started accidentally intermittent fasting, you said that you felt like a shame around it. You didn't want people to know that you were skipping meals. And I mean, mind like, because I know you, like you said, you had to kind of uh, discover intermittent fasting twice because the first time you weren't doing it properly. But isn't it, it's so interesting to me that especially for women, there is so much stigma around like food consumption. Either yes, you're eating yeah. too much or not enough. Because like you said, mm-hmm. skipping breakfast wasn't bothering you. You were fine. You mm-hmm. had energy to do your thing. In fact, you you realized you had more energy as you carried on. Yes. And so in retrospect, does it surprise you that you hit it for so long that you didn't want people to know? Uh, no, it, it doesn't surprise me because again, it's, it's almost that pressure. And I think especially in high school, it's, you don't want to be seen as the weirdo. You don't want to be seen as, you know, I was already the big, the, I get what, well, and I have to, I have to say, I had a great high school life. I had amazing friends. I had an amazing family. Like they all loved me and nobody ever made fun of me or picked on me or anything for being fat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, and I'm, I'm using the word fat cause that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really all internal, but so I already kind of felt like the odd one out. I already felt like the fat girl in class. I already felt like, you know, the ugly one. And then to add on like, Oh, she's skipping meals. Like who does she, I just, yes. you know, and, and then, okay. I, I mentioned this in the book. There was an episode. Did you ever watch, watch full house? Yes. <laughs> so that episode where DJ, she doesn't eat. I, I don't remember if she like skips me. I don't really know what she's doing or she's eating too little or whatever. And she ends up like fainting. So that always stuck in my head. Like I remember like being afraid that that was going to happen. Of so course. I, yeah. And then it's like, I just imagine my like big butt on the floor with everyone like, oh my God, what's going on? So I think that's the thing. It's like, I, I was always afraid to, to, to do something wrong. I really did not want to ruin my body. So I, again, that's kind of where that shame comes in. It's like, I feel good but I shouldn't feel good. And then there, and then yes. it's like, why can't I just eat like a normal person? Like, yes. What's wrong with me? Why can't I just have breakfast, lunch, and dinner and be satisfied? But the thing is I was having breakfast and then two hours later, even though I was like still full sometimes, I was still hungry. Yeah. It's like my stomach was full, but my head was hungry. Yes. And then, it, and, and then it's by the end of the night, like you're feeling bloated, but you still want to eat. And, and that just like, that irked me. I think, it just, I always felt like there was something wrong with me. My metabolism was wrong. My, my body was wrong. I was too hungry all the time. And I think that actually bothered me even more than the weight loss. I liked the feeling of not being hungry for once. Yes. You know, it was just, yeah, it was a wow. very strange feeling for me. And you <laughs> discovered that when you accidentally fasted for yeah. the first time. That is so yeah, I interesting. Remember. It's, you know, I, I, I missed breakfast and I was mad at myself. I basically got to school too late. I was like, man, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to be tired. I'm not going to have any energy. I'm not going to have, you know, so by the time, you know, lunch rolls around, I was hungry, but I wasn't as hungry as I thought I'd be. Mm-hmm. And, and I started learning that man, cu- hunger comes and goes. And we've all had that. We've all had that happen to us where it's like, it's time for lunch before you even look at the clock, your stomach's growling because it's time for lunch. Like your, your body gets to know your hunger cues, but then hormones also come into play. So depending on when you're eating your hunger hormones, they're all synced up to that. And, you know, our, our brains and our bodies, they just want to maintain homeostasis. Like they really do. They just want to make us feel good all the time. That's what they're always looking for. Yep. So that hit of dopamine or the, you know, just, so, I mean, it's, it's not our faults, but, when we follow conventional and I say, we, I know there are some people that they have to eat several times a day and that, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. I, but you know, for some of us, we really don't need that. Yes. And I, you know, I, I find that I fall into that category where I can fast for 20 hours a day. Sometimes I fast for 24 hours. And again, if I, if I think about it, it's like, well, I'm not hungry. It's like, it's just kind of like questioning basically. What if, you know, just kind of questioning yourself. I think a lot of times we don't want to do that. 
we want to just go by whatever the experts tell us. And that's very understandable. But at the same time, I think our intuition, it, it, it really, if we really learn to listen to our bodies, listen to why we're eating, yes. not necessarily, you know, what for, what the purpose is, you know, why are you eating this? And why are you eating, you know, three times as much as, you know, for me, I would get it like, when I was at my skinniest, I would eat a huge salad, like a giant bowl of salad. I was eating healthy, but I'm eating like this ginormous salad meant for six people. Like that's not healthy, you know? Yes. So I don't know. It just, um, I, I really do think I felt that shame because again, I, I wasn't going with what conventional dietary, you know, nutrition was told me I should be doing. And I just didn't want anybody to judge me or, you know, think that I was crazy. <laughs> no, I to I totally get that because like I said, there's so much stigma around food. It's like, what are you eating? How much are you eating? Are you eating too little? Are you eating too much? Are you eating before? Are you eating after? Like, what do you, you know what I mean? Like it, there's so, it's such a complex topic and I love that you are tackling it in your own unique way and from your own personal experience because something that you said that I thought was really profound is you enjoyed not being hungry for once. Yeah. yeah. And that that's huge because yeah, I, I know what it's like to be like a constantly hungry person, but you actually wrote a blog about it. Are you eating because it's giving you emotional comfort? And that's something you need to be aware of. Is it because you're actually hungry? Is it because your body's like, okay, it's time to eat. It's time to refuel. Or are you, are you using it as a crutch? Yeah. And I can identify with that. Like your blog, I feel like I, I read it before I met you and I felt like I knew you because it's so relatable. And these are things that I feel like don't really get discussed. Yeah. And I mean, so would you say that it's probably people's relationship with food? That's the issue. Um, I think actually, I think it's people's relationship with themselves. I really do because it could be food, it could be shopping, it mm -hmm. could be alcohol, it could be anything. Um, if we're not, if we don't have a good relationship with ourselves, we're always going to be seeking pleasure outside of ourselves. Um, you know, it, relationships, we're always going to be searching for something to kind of give us that dopamine hit. Now, the thing with food is it's so abundant and mm -hmm. we all have to eat. So it's very, I think it's it's almost easier to fall back into that and use food as for comfort. And, and I still do. Here's the thing. I don't believe that there's anything wrong with it. Mm -hmm. There are some days, just the other day, I think Sunday, I mean, I started eating, I buy, um, I love Bluebell, anything Bluebell. They have this new flavor out. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> this new flavor I out. love it's this. It's like cookies and cream cone ice cream it's cookies and cream ice cream but then with the, the little cone? sugar cone that sounds great it is amazing oh my gosh so what I do is I, I buy it I'm a lot more cognizant than I used to be I, I buy it and I save it for really when I really want it Sunday I was in a funk I was just like Bleh. so I was like you know what I'm gonna eat some ice cream but I I'm very cognizant now to if I'm gonna eat whatever it is ice cream salad I don't care I'm going to be very mindful and I'm going to make sure I enjoy it. Yes. And if I'm not enjoying it, if I'm just eating mindlessly, then what's the point in eating it? You know? Yes. So again, there's nothing wrong with emotional eating, but I think it's important to be aware of it because then you can kind of, okay, what am I worried about? What am I stressed about? What's mm -hmm. going on? What's going on with me? But a lot of us don't want to look at that. And again, I get that because there are times when I don't want to look at that. I'm just like, nah, you know what? I'm in a bad mood and I want to eat <laughs> and that's it. Oh, same. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So again, I think it's, I think just being cognizant of it, that's a, that's always a good place to start. And then if you want to start making changes from there, go for it. I mean, it's great. You know, um, I hope that answers. I don't even know. What the yes, it was. did. Well, and that, that reminded me of a point I wanted to make earlier is that what I really like about your approach is that you're, you emphasize for you to always check back in with yourself yeah. rather than going on autopilot and just you know, whatever, acting out what you've been acting out for years and years. Instead, you're saying like, okay, you know, really be present in what's happening in the moment and reflect and then yeah. make a change or don't, but just, you know, take, take that little step. And that, yeah. that to me is huge because once you start really tuning in with yourself, it becomes obvious what's the right way to go. And anything yes. talking about yes. in intuition or intuitive anything, I'm a huge fan of because 
You <laughs> you know best for you, you know. Chocolate bracelet, chocolate bracelet here. <laughs> Got my chocolate candles. <laughs> yes, I, absolutely. I mean, and again, that that's another thing is that you said really it's. It, however your external life is and your external actions are always reflective of your, of your relationship with yourself. I yes. couldn't have said it better myself like that. Excellent point. So oh, you. you start intermittent fasting again based on the Amazon documentary, or I guess you did a little bit more research. Yeah, I actually did a ton of research. I, I I'm, I'm such a weirdo. Like I love researching. I, I do. I just anything that sparks my interest. I have so many tabs open on Google because it's like, I just have to look it up. I and mean, what I'll do is I'll usually I'll search it and then I'll leave it so I can read about it later. Mm -hmm. But if, if I find something really, really interesting and it's like usually like, uh, you know, there's some science behind it or I can do some research on it. And it's usually based on psychology or, or, or not necessarily nutrition anymore. I used to be really big into nutrition because I was always trying to find like, what can burn fat faster and all mm -hmm. that. And I don't worry about that anymore, but mm -hmm. I still do look into, um, you know, the mind body connection. So what I'll do is I will go into my schools. I I'm, I'm fortunate enough to one work at a university and two be in the master's program for clinical mental health. Yes. Health. That's fantastic. All the, the best, you know, it, better than a self-help book. Like I have access to our entire library and I'll go and I'll find research articles that, you know, either prove or disprove or, you know, just provide some, a little bit of evidence uh, about about what I'm reading about. So I did do that. I, I looked up a lot of um, articles about fasting. And back then, um, really the only, a lot of the only articles available were around the Ram Ramadan fasting, because mm -hmm. it, it was very hard to get people <laughs> to sign up for a, for a, a study where they don't eat, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. a lot of people weren't lining up for that. So what researchers were doing is they were, um, they were studying people who, who fast during Ramadan, where you don't eat from, you don't eat or drink from sunup till sundown. Mm -hmm. And then after sundown, you can eat. So that technically is intermittent fasting. Um, nowadays, it's so funny, because there are a lot, there's a lot of research going into, um, into fasting, it's, it's a lot easier to come by. But now fasting and 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 its effect on on ugh, I don't even want to bring it up, but on COVID, mm -hmm. you know, can can it help your immune system? That kind of thing. So, yeah. um, I just I love just on my own. I love doing that, and I think that's where, you know, I started doing all this research for myself, and I was like, there's so much research here. Why is this not mainstream knowledge? Why are you know why is the media not like promoting this more? And then you can also find you know. Um, you can find professional athletes that are, that are, you know, do intermittent fasting, but that's not being promoted. What's being promoted is the muscle milk they use or whatever, yep. you know? Yep. And, and I guess it's just that with fasting, there's not a whole lot of, um, you know, you can't really make a whole lot of money on that. <laughs> of course, now I never even ketones, thought so about that. I never thought yeah. about that though, but you're right. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, I, you know, I, I have a hard time when people will sometimes ask me, well, do you think intermittent fasting is for everybody? And I have a really hard time saying no to that because the truth is if you sleep at night, you're fasting, like yep. you're intermittent fasting. We're already all doing it. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything not to eat. It's, uh, it's convenient. I mean, you don't have to cook or do anything, you know, for that time that you're fasting. Mm -hmm. So it's just, I don't know. It's kind of one of those things. It's like, well, why not give it a try? You know? Uh, but yeah, I did a whole lot of research, found out that there's a lot of good uh, data behind it. And, um, uh, I also read, uh, Dr. Jason Fung's obesity code. If, oh gosh, that, that book is just incredible. I love Dr. Fung. If anyone wants to know anything about the science of fasting, look up Dr. Fung. He's, he's okay. your guy. And, uh, Dr. Walter Longo, he's another one of my favorites. He's done a lot of research on, um, fasting and, the effects of fasting on chemotherapy, the effects on fasting and cancer. And yeah, so see, I, that's huge. I mean, that's well yeah. beyond weight loss. Yes. Like, I mean, that's literally exactly. well-being. Yes. And that, I think that's what drew me to it. Because again, at that point in my life, you know, I, I won't say I wasn't ever thinking about weight loss. I would have liked to have been a little bit lighter. Mm -hmm. I think I want to say that a little bit more energy, although I was doing high intensity interval classes. So I had, I had energy, but I was really kind of forcing it, yes. you know, uh, but what really drew me to it was the health aspects. When I found out that it could make me a healthier 
you know, more mental clarity kind of thing that, that really drew me to it too. Um, that's where I was like, you know what, let me, I think I'm going to give this a try. And then if I lose weight, I lose weight. And if I don't, well, you know what, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at. So, yeah. That, I mean, I, I love that approach because you were really, uh, looking at it in terms, like almost in a scientific way, like an experiment that you were willing to participate in. And so at this point, did you decide, you know what, I'm going to start documenting my progress or how did that come oh, about? And I wish I had, um, at this point, I know for a little bit, I was like, well, you know what, since I'm doing this intermittent fasting, I'm going to, I'm going to weigh myself. And, um, I did for a couple of weeks and then I threw the scale away because it pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't document I really, I didn't document anything. I, I really, cause again, I was just kind of doing it for myself. I didn't have, I, I, the, the, what if diet plan existed in my head mm -hmm. for me. And even the blog, the blog didn't come around. I started doing this in 2018. The blog didn't come around in 2019. Okay. And I think it, that it really came out of anger, like, like a mixture of anger and then hope because I was just so angry when I, when I found out that what I was doing was not bad for me you know, back in high school and back in my early twenties, I was pissed. I was so mad that I wasted so many years and so much money on, on trying to eat right and, and exercise when it, it shouldn't eat, living a healthy lifestyle should not be difficult. That's the way I see it. It should not be difficult. It should be making your life. Better. Yes. Thank you. Better. And it should, it should be sustainable. Yes, Cause like definitely. you hear about these, uh, programs where it's like, okay, oh, yeah. you, you need to eat 1200 calories a day, or oh, if not God. less. I'm like, that's impossible. Yeah, like, how do you have any energy for that? I mean, yeah, I, I remember thinking that too. I had my little, I'm not going to name the name because I don't want to call any, any specific of course. apps or programs out, but I would yeah. have like a little calorie counter app. And yeah, I remember thinking that. And the other thing I don't like about calorie counting one, I can't, you know what? Maybe I do eat 1200 to 1500 calories a day. I don't know. Cause I don't count it. Yes. But the thing is when you're counting it, it's like, you're reminding yourself of how little you have. And then yeah. when you have, so you have 200 <laughs> calories left over, you're like, what can I eat? That's 200 calories. You almost get excited about yes. it. Or like, like the point. It's a weird, it's a weird, it makes like, you more obsessed. Uh, yes. That's what it yeah. is. It's a, it's a weird obsession. Um, yeah. I mean, your whole life revolves around yeah. it. And that's another point that exactly. you made that I love is that having a lifestyle that works for you, you know, a healthy lifestyle that promotes longevity and energy and all that kind of stuff should not be a pain in the ass. No, it shouldn't. Exactly. You know, I, and, and, and the thing is too, like back in my twenties, you know, I used to run, I used to weightlift, I used to swim. And I remember enjoying those activities. I really did. I used to love lifting weights. Mm -hmm. I don't anymore. I don't, I, part of me kind of wishes I did because mm -hmm. I remember that, but I don't enjoy it. And probably because I just don't, I, I, I would have to rearrange my whole life. Even for those hit classes, the high intensity interval classes, fortunately they had them at my, at my uh, college. So I would go straight from, straight from my office to my hit classes and then home, but I wouldn't get home till like eight, eight, eight 30 at night, you know? Yep. And it just, it, it, it's, it's at this point in my life, it's more trouble than it's worth. Yes. So I yeah. love walking. That's basically the exercise I get. I love walking. I love doing anything with the kids. Mm -hmm. uh, camping. We just went on a big camp out a couple of weeks ago with um, my son's Cubs, Cub Scout pack. How cool. And man, I got it. Oh my gosh. My legs and my butt <laughs> it was sore for days. Uh, my friend and I did a, um, we we're, we're it, and now it's going to be a regular thing, a monthly thing. We did this stiletto dance class where we were Ooh. taught. I know it's. <laughs> they basically taught us how to do a chair dance. That sounds so fun. It After this, so you're gonna have to give me fun. more details because that sounds very I fun. I will. I will send you the info. It's so much fun, and it was such a female empowerment. It, we did it for Valentine's Day too, February thirteenth. So mm -hmm. it was just amazing. But man, I, my legs, my thighs were burning the next day. So that's basically what I like to do now. I like to fit in, you know, uh, even folding clothes. I'm standing for two hours while I'm folding clothes. I like to do girl. That's a functions. lot of laundry. Oh my goodness. Boys and a husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you silly. know, I, I, I've gotten to where I, it's just, that's just part of my Sunday. I already know that's laundry day and I'm going to, I'm going to fold clothes. I'm going to watch Netflix and you know, that kind of thing. I so, love that. It's so yeah 
freeing, you know, mm-hmm. that you, again, this is a situation where you are asking yourself what's best for me in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. that's huge whenever you're like, you know what, I'm relying on my own internal guidance to decide mm-hmm. what's best for me. And it's obviously working out in an amazing way. Oh, I, 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 I'm enjoying my life so much. And I think, too, I know I, I kind of did a little assessment on myself of just my core values. And whenever I did my core, whenever I, I talk about my core values or I do one of those assessments, it always goes back to family. And I know that sounds really cheesy, but that's, not at all. That's the truth. OK, so it always goes back to family. So if I'm doing something and, and of course not, you know, even a spa day, you know what? That still benefits my family because mama needs some pampering sometimes, you yes. know, I come home in a better mood and that kind of thing. But again, everything I do, I really try to do it for myself and for my family. And if it's not working, is there something I can do to, to make it work or to, you know, tweak it a little bit so that it does work? Um, my, my getting my car washed. I love getting my car washed, but if I, if I need one, a workout and I, you know, don't want to spend the money on getting it washed, I'm going to go and detail it myself. Mm-hmm. That's a huge workout. Mm-hmm. I'm sweating bullets after that. So I really try to make things more functional. That's just kind of what, I don't know. No, that's actually really smart because I know I've seen st- uh, studies or data where it'll be discussed, you know, okay, yeah, you're working out for that hour. You're working out real yeah. hard, but the rest of the day you're, you're sitting down or whatever. Um, exactly. and not really getting much movement at all. Desk. That's yes. Thing. Yeah. Anything? And so the fact that you're incorporating regular day activities and making it more physical is an amazing transition because the more you move, the better off you are. Uh, okay. So when did you decide, you know what, it's time for me to turn my experience into a book? Oh my goodness. That was so scary. Um, but well, amazing think- and worth it. <laughs> I think the blog I started getting a couple of comments on my blog and other people and, and people, and this kind of happened in high school too, but again, in high school, it was different because I was kind of secretive of it. People started asking me like, what are you doing? What are you doing? But now in 2018, it was, it was like, Oh, well, I'm trying out the cinnamon fast. And now I had a name for it, you know? And I would, but I'd still get a lot of comments like, Oh, I could never do that. Oh, I could never starve myself. And it's like, but at this point, one intermittent fasting is not so taboo. And two, I'm in my, late thirties. I don't care what people think anymore. Like it's getting, it's getting easier, you know? So, um, people started asking basically what I'm doing and how I started and all that. And a lot of people want to jump straight into a 16, eight fast. And I had tried doing that back in 2010, back when eat, stop, eat. And, um, there was another one that was when intermittent fasting first started coming kind of like mainstream. Um, and I, I tried jumping straight into a 16, eight fast. And I think I lasted a day and a half. I, you know, I like the first day I was like, okay, I did it. But I was like white knuckling it, you know, <laughs> the second day I was like, uh, uh-uh, F this. I, yeah, I, I couldn't do it. And two, I was doing it in a way that did not work for me. So yes. I, what I was trying to do is I was eating a big breakfast and then I was probably stopping eating, I guess by six or seven it doesn't work for me. I'm a nighttime eater. I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. And I know that's probably something if I wanted to, I could change it, but I don't want to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I enjoy eating at night. I enjoy eating a big meal. Uh, I'm just going to be open with it. You kind of saw me. (laughs) 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 You saw me like eating a giant (laughs) grab. I love eating at night. I love being able to come home and just relax. So, uh, you know, when I was trying to do the 16, eight fast back then I would, I would eat and then at home, I get home and then be like, okay, can eat, can eat, can eat, can eat, can eat, hungry, can eat, can eat, can eat. Yes. And it's, yeah, that didn't work for me. So, um, but even this, the 16, eight fast, I, I was still getting too hungry. So what I started doing is I just did a 12, 12. So I'd start eating, say at nine in the morning and stop eating at nine at night. And that mm-hmm. was pretty, that was pretty doable for me. And then I think eventually I did like a 10 o'clock in the morning to 10 o'clock at night. Cause I always like to have a glass of wine or mm-hmm. a piece of fruit, something before bed. I don't know why I love my life. I'm this, I'm this, I do like a little snack before bed for sure. <laughs> too, right. Uh, and, um, well, it brings you joy. That to me is critical. And I think too, I mean, that's, that's my husband and I, that's our bonding time, which I don't know if that's like the healthiest bonding eating in bed, but I mean, you know, it's not, right. I'm, I'm the, I'm supposed to be the, in the clinical mental health counseling program. And I, I, sh- I should know that's not the best thing, but 
whatever <laughs> you're human you're human right? and you have you. like yeah, your small joys true. like it's fine you're <laughs> it's doing true, amazing right? yes. yes thank you i appreciate it absolutely that. um <laughs> but uh so i think a lot of people want to jump into what they see has been working for others and 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 that's kind of where i wanted to come out because people would ask me oh what do you do 16 8 24 da, da, da. i'm like no i started with 12 12. like i started fasting for 12 and but you can't lose weight on that yeah i stopped weighing myself and then basically oh that blows life, people's minds you yeah, don't know how yeah, much I you weigh went, oh and i stopped counting calories too because that i had tried doing that because i wanted to be healthy i think it, i probably even tried like low carb, I mean, all that stuff, right? Of course. And I just, I finally just decided, no, I'm going to focus. If I'm doing intermittent fasting and I'm doing this for health, I'm going to focus on the fasting part, like one thing at a time. So, um, you know, people started kind of ask me what I was doing. And I guess that's kind of where I started like documenting at that point, I started documenting, well, what did I do? Well, mm -hmm. I started here. And then after a few weeks, I, I got used to that. And then I started pushing my window back a little bit. You know, I, I pushed it back and brought it in. And, and then after that, you know, it just, so I, so that's kind of where the documenting started, the, the blog started. And like I said, I started getting good feedback and people wanted to know more. And, um, and then I, in 2019, September of 2019, I, uh, my blog got picked up or I guess discovered by, um, Patricia Kathleen, she's Patricia Kathleen podcast, and she was doing a series on, on intermittent fasting or, or fasting. And she was asking all these like experts to come on and talk about it. Well, they asked me to be on the show and I was wow. like, what? Yeah, it was, it was, it was mind blowing. And I, and I had wanted to do, that was in 2019. Sorry. That was 2020. That was this year. It's last year, September, 2020 times just flying. <laughs> so, um, and I had always wanted to do a book. I kind of, I kind of started the process, but I was just like, no, who am I to do a book? I don't, you know, I'm not a doctor. I'm not, I haven't lost like an exorbitant amount of weight. I just, I, you know, I, there's always reasons that we don't feel qualified enough. For sure. And finally, I just had to tell myself, you know what, if my story can help even one person, one person feel you know, not alone or feel like they're not crazy or feel like they, you know, they just have somebody like, have that glimmer of hope. And I think we've all had, we've all had those podcasts or those YouTube videos or those books that we have, we feel that connection to. Yes. So I know I like that connection and I may not do everything exactly the way that person does, but that connection is what, what's important. Mm -hmm. And so that basically what kind of prompted me. It's like, you know what, just get your story out there. And, and, and if people like it, great. And if people don't like it, well, you know, that's, that's good for them too. It may not be their cup of tea. Um, but so far, I mean, I've gotten pretty good feedback on it. And, and like you said, I think a lot of women struggle and, um, don't, you know, they, again, they think something's wrong with them or they think, why can't I look like that Instagram model? Why yep. can't I look like, you know, so-and-so I'm eating 1200 calories a day. Why am I still, you know, in my case, why am I still 200 pounds? Cause I felt like I wasn't eating that much. And, it's just crazy. There's just so much. Yes. <laughs> but there, that was basically, yeah, connecting there, with people. There's so much to it. Like I said, it's such a complex topic, especially, mm -hmm. I know it's a, it's cross uh, gender, you know, um, everybody has oh, yes. at one point or another been obsessed with the number on the scale. Um, mm -hmm. But it takes a lot of courage to disregard that. Yeah. And despite what's being said in the outside world, and really focusing on what's important to you. Like, I can't emphasize that enough, how amazing it is to hear you say that. And what did it feel like? Because, okay, so you guys, anybody who's listening, if you're interested in this book, go to amazon.com. It's called The What If Diet Plan by Alexis Cano. And there is, it's in the ebook version, and it's also in a paperback version, which I think is really incredible. And what did it feel like when you made your first sale? The reviews are fantastic, by the way. Honestly, I'm really hard on myself. I'm going to be completely honest with you. I I was I I don't think I'll ever. I'm very goal oriented. I want like an A plus for everything. <laughs> it, it, if I focus on the book, I don't like. I I get real scared. I get real nervous. Um, I, it, it really didn't. I don't know. Okay. So when I made my first sale, I'm the kind of person I'm like, well, it was probably a family member. Oh, <laughs> come on. Like, I know I'm, I'm, I'm very hard on myself. I my get husband, that. 
he will tell you, he asks me all the time. He's like, why do you do that? Why mm-hmm. do you do that? It's, I, yeah, when it, it's funny. Cause when it comes to like my body and health and all that, I'm like, oh, this is great. Like life is great. But when it comes to goals, when it comes to um, my grades, oh my gosh, if I think I'm going to make, I, I'm just, I don't know. It's weird. But um, yeah. You I have always, standards for yourself. I totally understand, I really but do. you need, really you need to yeah. recognize your accomplishments because they're I just did a podcast huge. episode on this <laughs> yeah like huge I literally like, said that yeah like you have to yeah. you have to recognize and reflect on your accomplishments you have to yeah. because like I said many people aspire to write a book I am one of those people but have I written a book I mean that's like you know what I mean you have to give yeah. yourself credit please give yourself credit I know, I know. I, I, I do. I, I, I do. I don't, I may not do it often, but I do. And I am very proud and, um, yeah, it's just, it's one of those things. I think it's, it's so out of my comfort zone and it's funny. Cause even like talking with you, I love this. I can do this all day, mm-hmm. but as far as like, I don't know, with a book, it's like, I feel like I should be an expert. And then, you know, somebody put it to me and like, they're like, you are an expert. You lost weight. You lost, I lost almost, I th- well, at one point in my life, life I lost a hundred pounds, you know, um, not necessarily at this point in time, but it's just, it's funny. I always, it, I'm always afraid that it's not going to be good enough or it's not going to help enough people or people are not going to resonate with it the way I want to. So that's, funny that's one of my things that I'm kind of like I, I I have to work on myself and I have to um like you said give myself credit and remind myself that credit is due yes <laughs> I mean truly because trust me um what everything you're saying I feel like I'm looking at a reflection of my myself because at, for sure we deal with um you, you know is, is what I'm doing resonating is what I'm doing meaningful um yeah are, are people are people liking it uh I think everybody who creates anything in any capacity, you know, deals with those thoughts and those emotions. But something that I think is really important to remind you about you is that you are constantly self-referencing. How do I feel about what I'm doing? How do I feel about the way things are going? How do I feel about how I executed whatever, whatever? And anytime you do that and stay true to what feels best for you, it's always going to be the right move, you know? And I feel like that is like such a huge uh, accomplishment of yours is that you've really learned to self-reference. And I feel like a lot of people struggle with that sometimes, you know, they're always looking externally for direction, direction. And yeah, yeah, when, when truly you have the knowledge internally, you just have to trust yourself. And I love that you're saying that because what I am, what I've, what I've kind of done, you just said self-reference. So you know, when the book was released back in November, uh, 2020, I, 2020. Yes. Wow. November 23rd, 2020. That's wow. My birthday. That's my so, brother, my older brother's birthday. No way. Yeah. That's, cool. That's awesome. Well, when it was released, you know, like I said, I had all these thoughts of not good enough, not good enough. You didn't do enough. Not enough seems to be like my core issue around stuff. It, yep. And it could be my, it could be money. It could be my body. It could be uh, school. It can be career, but it's always not enough. I've noticed that. Like, again, I'm very introspective. Well, no, not, now you know, now you know what you need to heal, girl. There it is. Yes, There's that exactly. core, core wound. Right. And um, so what I've done you know, I, I tried, I tried going straight into like marketing the book and doing social media and doing this and doing all the stuff that you're supposed to do to market. And basically what I've done is I thought, you know what, I like doing this, what we're doing right now, having a conversation, that's what I like. So I basically now, instead of that marketing that I'm not good at, or I don't care for, I don't find enjoyable. What I've done is I've met people, I've connected with people, and I have met some incredible people. Like you said, the local influencers, Abel, Abel Ozuna, who's uh, writing his fourth book right now. I'm wow. like, oh my gosh, you're my hero. Absolutely. And you, I love your podcast. I love connecting with, you know, it, that. So that's kind of what I'm focusing on right now. Yes, I wrote a book, and that's incredible, and I hope it helps people. But you know, I, I, to me, that connection is so important. So I'm going to keep connecting with people as much as I can. And I, you know, I'm, yeah, I don't know. So that's, that's basically what I'm doing, I guess. It's just continuing to do that and continuing to connect. And I love getting messages from people. I do. I get, I get messages from people. They have questions or they want to say, like you said, oh my gosh, I resonated with this part of your book so much. Like that means so much to me. 
So, um, you know, I try to focus on that part of it, that aspect of it, and not so much, you know, was my editing enough? <laughs> yes. kind of thing, technical stuff. Yeah. Yes. Oh well, God. and I think uh, that might be your superpower is that you're so relatable and you have a way of getting the information across and the story across in a way that people can identify with. Cause like I said, I read a few of your blog posts and I was like, mm -hmm, yep, definitely know what this is like. Uh, definitely have experienced this roller coaster of emotions and thoughts about certain things. Um, and it's really amazing to see someone writing about that, you know, cause I think it's such a common experience for a lot of people. Well, and I have to say too, I have to throw this out there cause you asked what, what, kind of like made you write it. The other thing that made me write it is I don't think we have enough Hispanic, Latina, yes. Latinx writers, authors, motivational speakers, mm -hmm. podcasters. We, it, it, it really helps. And that's where the fearless Mujer came in. Mm -hmm. When I heard her podcast, I mean, and yours too, but yours, it was so cool because I didn't realize we had something like this in our area. Mm -hmm. So to hear people who are familiar with our area, who are familiar with our culture, and then again, there's just something about it goes, it all goes back to connection. And then with the fearless head, hearing somebody of, you know, Latin descent talking about again, coaching and motivational speaking and mental health and all that. It, it's, it's so necessary. Yes. It, and yes. that's, again, that's what kind of like sparked it. I was like, you know what, you need to put your story out there because there's not enough of us. There are not enough of us, you know, Hispanic women, you know, there's a lot and the ones that are doing it are incredible, but there's so many more that can put themselves out there and that can be that voice that somebody can connect to. So out of my comfort zone, but I, you know, that's, that's kind of what, what, what kind of pushed me. It was like, you know what? I need to do this. I need to. So. Uh, well, I trust me. Everybody who knows your story is definitely grateful that you decided to put yourself out there and, and share it. It's and like you said, people need to hear it. And so something that you mentioned that I wanted to segue into, and I'm glad you, you brought it up is that you have a podcast. <laughs> yes. Tell me more about this podcast. What made you decide to, uh, put yourself out there in that kind of way and where can we find it to listen to it? Sure. So I started getting a lot of questions, um, through messenger and, um, you know, email and everything. And I noticed that I was, uh, kind of answering the same questions. Like at one point I thought I, I even was like, you know what, let me send you a screenshot of what I, <laughs> just cause it was like kind of faster. And, um, I, I personally love listening to podcasts. I love it. So it's funny cause I love to write. I'm more of a writer than I am. A, very good. Um, You're a very uh, good writer. Well, yes. Thank you. I yes, appreciate that. Good. I love, I love writing. I love researching, but I don't read a whole lot. <laughs> I just, I, it's, it's something that I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a multitasker. So I love podcasts myself. I love listening to things as I'm working or as I'm doing something or as I'm walking, you can't really do that with reading. Yes. So it's like, well, if you love podcasts, why are you putting everything in blog form? You know, you already have the content. Why not put it out there in audio form? And I have, I still, to this day, have a lot of, you know, hangups about it. I think we all kind of go through that. Oh, I hate the way my voice sounds. And, um, yeah, you got to get um, over that real quick. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and the ums and the uhs and uh, like mm -hmm. all the noises and everything. Uh, my mic wasn't good enough, all that. But, um, you know, that that's basically, it's like, if you like podcasts, your audience will more than likely like podcasts too. Mm -hmm. So I, uh, that's where the podcast came from. I, found myself answering a lot of the similar questions or, you know, asking for advice in similar areas. Um, my most recent episode was um, the importance of self-love when it, in losing weight in the weight loss process. I, I just, you know, doing whatever I can, my small part to, to get these messages out there and to, you know, show people, well, you know what, this, this worked for me. Mm -hmm. Maybe it can work for you too. Um, yeah. So that's, that's where it came from. Oh, and then I, they're short because <laughs> I'm a working mama and I, you know, I, some of us don't have a whole lot of time. So they're like 15 minutes at the most. So they're little tidbits. Yes. Little, like little easy bites. listening. I love that. Yeah, where, exactly, where can people exactly. access these? Uh, so I guess the host would be anchor, but you can find it on Apple podcasts, Spotify, you know, anywhere podcasts basically can be found. And if you do like it, if you find it helpful, leave a review because that, you know, of course gets us, gets us, 
me and my team here. <laughs> me, myself, and I. <laughs> but it gets it discovered and, you know, of course, it, it reaches more people. So. And yeah. so that's the What If Diet Plan podcast. Podcast, yes. I have, uh, yes. That's so fantastic. And then, so you also have the whatifdietplan.com website. Yes. And there people can learn more about your story. Um, I think there's also a link to purchase the book there too. And there's yeah, and can, a link yeah, to your blogs. Free, free Zoom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Blogs, podcast. You can find the podcast there. You can see before and after photos because I was very, very I loved happy. that. Whoa. I loved that you shared I know. those photos of you all throughout like your high school, well, college years. Uh, I appreciated that. Full disclosure, I, this is so embarrassing. I like pretty much got rid of, like burned and ripped up all of my childhood photos because I did not like the way I looked. And then, and, and see that, I think that's where it's like, I, I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I'm finally learning. You know, I, I talked about learning self-love which is really important. But I realized at some point, if I'm going to love myself, I need to love all of myself. Yes. Childhood and all. Like, yep. I think I spent so many years trying to like not be that person. And that person never existed. Like, I like just that. Uh, uh, no. So like if my mom had an old photo, I would rip it up. If somebody showed me an old uh, home movie, I would no, don't like, I don't want to see that, like erase it, whatever. But I, I finally realized like, no, like, cause again, going back to that connection. I don't want someone else feeling like that. I don't want exactly. someone else. I don't want my kids to feel like that. It just, it, how can I promote self-love if I'm not loving all of myself? So yes. every um, version. I, <laughs> yeah. So I had to go to my mom. I was like, mom, do you have any of my fat photos? And she, and of course she, to her, she's like, they're your childhood photos, but to me they're, you know, but uh, yeah. So I found, I think I only found like one or two, but that's what I put up there. And like you said, I, you can kind of see my, my progression, but you can see where I've lost weight and I've gained weight and my skin and just, it, it's incredible how like hormones really plays into it. And I talk about all that in the book too. I, I have a whole chapter, the, uh, the, the hunger hormone games is what I call it. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so, so you can see all that on my website. The thing I do want to mention, I have a worksheet that I call the what if mind shift. Yes. Worksheet. I, I love it. The, the, the way that came about, and that's not mentioned in the book. That's one of those things after you publish a book, there's so many more things I could have put in the book, but I think you <laughs> but, can do like um, an updated version, right? Like I, you... I, I probably yeah. will. Cause there's so much, I'm just like, man, I didn't mention this. I didn't mention this or this or this, but, uh, people. So it, in my book, I really try to leave it up to you, the reader to create your own process, to you know, I, I encourage you to ask what if questions, but as far as like the process of doing that, I didn't include how I do it, but I started getting a lot of questions about it. So people wanted to know well, what exactly do you do and how do you decide what beliefs to try to change? Cause I talk about changing your beliefs, your cultural beliefs, your, your beliefs around food, around your body, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Like, how do you decide what to change and what not to change? So what I did is I basically was like, well, what do I do? And I, 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 I journal basically, I, I get all my thoughts done on paper. Um, you can, Mel Robbins calls it a brain dump. Uh, Brooke Castillo calls it a thought download. Um, I like to kind of call it mind chatter because it, I'm very visual. So I just, I can, I can kind of see chattering in my brain. It's very important to get all those thoughts down on paper so that you can see what do I want to change from here? Or do I want to change? What, what thoughts, what beliefs do I want to challenge? Cause a lot of times we don't realize that, you know, we think things are fact. They're not fact. They're, they're beliefs that we have. I and love that. Yeah. Yes. So really questioning why you believe things. Yeah. Exactly. The, the what if mind shift worksheet, it, it, it provides you with those uh, prompts, I guess, you know, all your mind chatter. Um, what is, what are some, what if questions that you can ask yourself to kind of reframe and re, you know, shift, shift your mindset around these things. And then from there, what actions can you take? You create a little action plan and they don't have to be huge, small actions that you can take to get you closer to your goal or to get you through your issue. And then really important, your why. Why are you doing this? You know, is your why important enough? Because if you don't have an important why for you specifically, personally, it doesn't have to matter to anyone else. If you want to look good in a bikini and that's your why and it's important to you, then go for it. Yes. But you have to have a good why, you know, and a lot of times we don't have a good why. We're doing it because somebody else thinks it's better. The mm -hmm. experts say it's better, mm -hmm. but it's not working for us. So anyway, you can you can download that, the What If Mind Shift uh, worksheet. I use it all the time. I... I use it for everything. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> and I hope that other people can, uh, can use it too and find it helpful. 
That's huge. And so that's actually, you answered my question, my next question, which was how can you help people, um, determine like, you know, whether or not it's whatever, uh, strategy is best for them. And it sounds Mm -hmm. to me like that worksheet is, is the key. So that's huge. And that's a free resource that people can find on your, on your website. As soon as it gets to the homepage, it's right there in red letters. You can download it. You can do whatever you can modify it. You do whatever, whatever works for you. Alexis, that is fantastic. You're fantastic. I appreciate you taking time out of your very busy schedule to talk to me about all of your accomplishments and um, just everything that you're up to. And I am so looking forward to tuning into your podcast now regularly. Again, that's the What If Diet Plan podcast. You can find it where you listen to your podcasts. And uh, guys, check out our book. If you're interested in intermittent fasting, you can find it on amazon.com. And you can also find a preview of it on the website, whatifdietplan.com. That's right. Thank you so much, Alexis. I appreciate you. Yes, thank you, Brittany. I, I really appreciate this. Thank you.